I think the people of this country have had enough of experts. The science If you changed. count the legal votes, I we easily agree. win. Go for a short it is time to get your bricks This candle smells like my vagina. It's supposed to be I shouldn't be up here. What I should be back in the school on the other side of the ocean. What the fuck is going on? Part of the Acast Creator Network. Hello, I'm Mark Still. Welcome to my podcast, the first of the year, where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? Prince Andrew has a new strategy. His latest attempt to avoid court is to argue that the woman accusing him once received money in a non-disclosure deal to keep quiet about similar crimes from the man convicted of arranging them. Now, this to me seems an unusual line to take to say, I didn't do it and it's not fair because she promised that she wouldn't mention it, the thing that I didn't do. I might try something similar next time I get a fine for driving in a bus lane. I'll say, you can't fine me because before he died, my mate Osama Bin Laden signed an agreement with Lambeth Council saying that no one else could get done for performing an illegal left turn at Stretton Common. Now, many people suggest that they love the royals because at heart, they're just an ordinary family. So we should be grateful for the extra effort that Prince Andrew has put in to make them seem not just ordinary, but like the family on the housing estate that everybody signs a petition about to get them evicted. If they'd been on the Jeremy Kyle show, their title along the bottom would have gone on for 20 minutes, starting son involved with sex gang that was put in jail after dad married teenager while having an affair with woman he eventually married after first one crashed in car, grandkids cut off after fleeing to Canada, calling family racist on TV. If they did live in a normal street, all the neighbours would whisper to each other, they were at it again last night, keeping us awake, shooting partridges till two in the morning, riding around in a coach and horses, stairwells littered with paintbrushes and tipped up easels and empty tubes of oil paint that they never clear up where they've been posing for their portraits. Last night they were making a terrible racket again. I banged on the wall. I said, turn that bloody clarion down. And there's people coming in and out all hours of the day and night. Butlers, equerries, valets. Nicholas Witchell stood at the doorstep with a camera crew. And the state of their garden, an upside-down throne, gold carriages missing their wheels, been there for six months they have. Oh, I expect the next story will be that Andrew has been training the corgis to go dogfighting in the grounds of Balmoral and he'll invite his mates over and they'll stand in the woods betting and shouting, Go on, digger! Use your teeth, son! And then he'll be exposed selling iPads that he robbed from PC World after he was caught because the CCTV footage showed him using a Range Rover with an HRH1 number plate as his getaway car. And the security guard identified him because Andrew demanded he stood up and saluted him even though he was tied to a chair. But... His defence team will argue the case should be thrown out because the store once signed a non-disclosure deal with Crazy Ernie, who's doing 25 years for trying to blow up the Bank of England. But Andrew will clear it all up in an interview on Newsnight in which he explains he only went round the pubs of Windsor selling the iPads because he needed to explain to the bar staff face-to-face that he wasn't going to buy their crisps anymore. Now, the Queen has reportedly been paying his legal fees, 
but she needs to go further to complete the image. She has to arrive at the trial screaming, He's fucking innocent, you slag! While William yells, Do you want some? Do you? You? Outside now! To the judge for asking him to put out his cigarette and turn off his motorbike in the courtroom. So now, Andrew's defence team must be terrified. If this case does go to court, what's he going to say? Uh, right, I've got a great defence. The reason I don't remember having sex with her is uh, it's because I've, I've had sex with so many other 17-year-olds. Maybe he'll say that he can't have asked anyone for sex because he has a condition that means he can't say the letter S. It, it's, a, it's a condition uh, that I developed in the, in the Falklands when I was shot by a sniper whilst having sex with a seal. Or he'll say, It couldn't have been that day because I was playing for West Ham in a game against Manchester City. And, uh, well, the odd thing is, I mean, everyone in the stadium and, and everyone watching on Match of the Day, they'd all been to the Falklands and they'd all been shot at, which means they have a, had a condition that means they can't see, uh, which is why they haven't, haven't come forward as, as, as witnesses. And then he'll eventually go, uh, no, hang on, no, I've got it, right? Here's my alibi, yes, this is the one. I was in space that day. Um, I, I remember distinctly, because it's the only time that I've ever been in space, and, uh, well, we were, we were shooting aliens. Just a straightforward alien shooting weekend. What the fuck is going on? This week saw the start of a new series of The Apprentice, now, I'm not an expert on The Apprentice, but luckily we have with us someone who is, George Galloway. Let me put it to you, Lord Sugar. Your latest collection of dysfunctional poppingies serves only as a smokescreen to obfuscate the operational inadequacies of your own corporate career. Your claims of entrepreneurial acumen contrast with the harsh reality of the Amstrad PCW 9512, which I myself purchased from Dixon's in 1988, which has now singularly ceased to function. Your scripted badinage and moronic tasks, such as marketing a left-handed oven glove, cannot disguise the fact that had your computer been manufactured by the workers of Cuba, it would still be in magnificent condition, as indeed is the titanium cigar lighter given to me by Castro himself. Although the unfortunate misspelling of my name as Galloway on the inscription is still a profound matter of regret. That, Lord Sugar, if that is indeed your real name, is why I will not be tuning in to your latest series, but shall instead be catching up with repeats of Bullseye on Challenge TV. Now, as we all know, it is impossible to even have a chance of finding out what the fuck is going on in this world with our expert assistance. And I am very, very lucky to have with me today 
Rosie Holt, someone who uh, probably we ought to have been clapping on a Thursday night because she kept a lot of us sane during the lockdown with her funny little films that she put online on the internet that many, I'm always staggered by it, I just think, oh I wonder how many people have seen it and you look at Rosie's things and it's like 85 billion people have seen it and things like that. So... Rosie, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, I hope you have some idea what the fuck is going on. First of all, there's that marvellous sort of character that you do of the people that are just so... I love the fact she's so self-righteous, this person that you sort of do so many times in your clips. And she's so sure of herself. And there's no doubt at all when she's sort of like explaining what she thinks what the fuck is going on yeah she was the first time she emerged was actually we've come full circle because it was when they were pulling down statues that was what two two years ago and basically i i think sadiq khan had posted something about how they were taking down a statue and there was all these really angry comments underneath of people going you're ruining history and this is a fascism and not democracy and all that sort of thing and um they were very funny and I thought oh great I'll just make a video where where you just follow through the logic on everything they're saying so you know she's she's sort of saying they're erasing history and people really tick to it which was great and also she's a mixture of certain people that you kind of see online anyway talking but as you say very assuredly about certain subjects yeah yeah and yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter how much sort of hypocrisy there is they're just like yeah whatever I'm saying it and yeah I'll say something completely different five minutes later and I I find that very funny the marvellous thing because in a way sometimes you think oh a certain argument is winning you could get annoyed but it's winning so the argument for getting rid of these statues is winning you can tell because nobody seems to say it's absolutely right that we keep statues of the but they go it's history which they can't mean yeah. that but that's what's so great about it right is because it gets so so hysterical you know you've got people going no but colston did loads of good in the world as well you know it's lots for bristol and we should respect that and he was just a product of his time and you go why are you getting so het up about colston did you know who he was a year ago i mean probably not yeah 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 so in fact you could so when people say oh these statues they help us understand about these people really it's the people who've toppled him that have made us understand about him because these people had never heard of him so by making him part of the news yeah. they've helped with history that's all right isn't it yeah yeah Done. yeah, yeah. And I love it here. Where, well, as you did in your video, that was brilliant. You know, where will it end? All that. Where's it going to end? Where's it going to end all this? It'll be Bobby Moore next, once you're on that slippery slope. No one is safe. Yeah, yeah. But now, what I think is, is also funny, and I think this because it happens to me as well. So you put your videos up and they're all like, funny characters. And then I noticed, just, especially the other day, you got like quite a lot of people that take it literally. But that's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes, like, I, I don't know if you've got this, but I've sometimes got really reproachful tweets going, you shouldn't have tricked us and you should have made it obvious. It's satire. And you go, but I, I wasn't trying to trick you. I remember I did this one. There was this anti-masker put up this very earnest video where she said, first time shopping without a mask. And she put up this video and she goes, I've just been in Tesco's and you know, everyone was looking at me and judging me and I've never felt so 
uncomfortable in all my life. Right. So I put this one sort of doing the same thing, but she was going, you know, I went into the supermarket and everyone was chanting, unclean, unclean. And this man came up to me and he put a bell round my neck, presumably right, to right. warn the people in the frozen food aisle I was coming. And people were so, they were so angry. They were like, how dare you who's right to put that bell round your neck? <laughs> Do you ever reply to them? No, I don't see the point. I just no, let them no get on point. with it, really. Mm. Yeah. I wonder whether there is anything on either side. I mean, I was saying that you could put on the internet, you could put anything. Uh, here, do you know what I've heard? There's no such place as Ipswich. It's just made up. <laughs> and then anyone who said, no, I've been there. No, you haven't. You're one of them. And I... <laughs> And that's how I that's how I feel with with this is that I always get more pleasure annoying those people. Yeah, my cousin messaged me and he said that he'd responded to someone who'd said that I'd um, oh God, they said that I'd written racist articles in the Daily Mail, and uh, he was like, I don't, right. I don't think this is it. And they went, Oh, how interesting that you're more prepared to defend her than <laughs> criticize racism or something. You... <laughs> Do they think they're helping? Oh, no. Anyway, this is why we have to ask what the fuck is going on. No, what the fuck is going on? Now, what the fuck is going on with this bloke? He's brilliant. So this guy, Andrew Rossendale, I think I've got the name right, is the Conservative MP who, and every now and again you get one of these people makes a statement like this, and it's marvellous. He has announced that, or asked why the BBC will not play the national anthem every day as the BBC shuts down as a mark of patriotism. Now, the first flaw in this is that the BBC hasn't shut down, has it? It doesn't shut down at 11 o'clock. It must be about 1969 the last time that <laughs> happened. He's not watched telly in the last 50 years. Yeah. Also, our national anthem is, is so... It's so shit. I mean, it's so yeah. dirgy. I think it's quite... I don't know, to, to kind of go, oh, let, let's sing this wonderful anthem because it will, I think, didn't you say it will bring stability right. to the country? Sort of like when you're, I don't know, when your nan dresses you up in something and goes, don't you look great now? Don't you feel great? Isn't this wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you trying to inflict this terrible song on everyone? Well, yes, we could argue that it's patriotic to not ever sing the national anthem. So it should never ever be played and in fact it's the patriotic duty of every sports person and every person at the cenotaph when the national anthem's being played to make loud farting noises yeah corbyn's problem was that he sort of half mumbled a bit of the national anthem but he should have just said shit fuck wank all the way through it if he was really patriotic i'd have loved it if corbyn had done <laughs> fart noises <laughs> <laughs> Well, he might as well have done, might he? <laughs> well, yeah, or raised a big Palestinian flag. And going, that's patriotism. <laughs> yeah, because our <laughs> national anthem is so shit that I don't want any... How dare we sing this shitty, fucking awful song over our fine, dead soldiers? They fought in the song just so that we could sing this wank over the top of their fucking dead bodies. Why didn't he say that? Yeah, I will do farty noises. I will do farty yeah. noises aggressively and patriotically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for the BBC because I feel like it's just another thing to kind of new to them. The fact that he's going, let's let's impose this on the BBC. Because the BBC, I feel, gets a lot of stick from both the left and the right for various things. But 
they seem to me to be more and more in thrall of the government as time goes on. Yeah, so yeah, part yeah. of me listened to him saying that ridiculous thing, and I thought, oh god, what if they do? What if they do make the BBC do this? It's like, did you see that? Um, there was um, uh, Tim Davy of the, of the BBC got interviewed by this Tory MP who was accusing him of not putting enough flags in the BBC. Oh right, and it, it was. <laughs> It was so mad. And he was going, how, how many flags do you think's on this page? And, and Tim Date was like, oh, I, I don't know. And he was like, only four. It was just insane. Four's insane. not enough. Four flags on one page isn't enough. Four's not enough. You need 15. You need 15 <laughs> if you're going to be patriotic. If we're not going to shut you down, BBC. So there's just sure, the BBC should just be a flag and Strictly Come Dancing is just that you don't even know who's on. You can just hear him clip, clip the feet doing the tango to the national anthem behind a flag and Antiques Roadshow, the only thing you're allowed to bring along is a flag. Yeah, that's patriotism. Robert Jenneret <laughs> would be like, yes, that's patriotism. Yeah, yeah. Rosie, very important, before we wind up. Yes. So, very important that you plug the things that people can't come to do because they've cancelled for another year. So, what is it that you've got that people can or can't go to oh thank you for this opportunity so um i had a, a work in progress show at the vaults festival which is no longer but i'd, I'd really like to plug it and uh, to people to just maybe uh, sort of take a minute silence on the nights it was going to be and um mm. just think about the show that never was they could do that oh, that'd be great God. and it will have its own national anthem yes yeah. <laughs> Rosie, uh, it's been absolutely lovely to speak to you in person and may you make many more millions of clips for the internet that people interpret in entirely the wrong way. Thanks, Mark. Oh, what the fuck is going on? The New Year's Honours List was announced recently and some people have been very upset by it, especially this woman who I overheard the other day in a cafe. Well, I'm absolutely furious. I thought that honours were supposed to be given to people who deserve it. But now I find out they've given an MBE to Joanna from the North Homewood Mums WhatsApp group just because she raised £9 million for starving children in Afghanistan. And frankly, it's not the amount that matters, it's the effort. Our daughter Nectarine raised £15 by setting up a stall and selling one kombucha drink to the gardener. We took it out of his wages. And it's a very deserving cause because it's for Nectarine's iPhone 13 fund. But does she get an MBE? No. <laughs> and I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but I sent £55 to Albania last year. Tara from the spin class said yes, but that was your nanny's wages for the year. Well, I, I still had to send it via Western Union, which meant I had to go to Sutton High Street. So then I had to have a spa weekend to get rid of the smell of the chip fat in Iceland. And if Joanna gets an honour for that, well, then Colin should get at least three MBEs for services to marketing Pringles in the whole of the Rygate area. I'm sure that's what's up to Colin. He was acting very strangely over Christmas. I tried to WhatsApp Joanna privately, but it's still on one tick, because apparently she's off in Afghanistan building a well in a village. But that's the trouble with some people. It's just me, me, me. Excuse me, could you sign my petition? It's to get someone stripped of their MBE. What the fuck is going on? So this is one of my favourite parts of the week where I get to try and encourage people to book tickets to come and see things that I'm doing so that they can then be told it's been cancelled because there's another variant 
of a coronavirus that has come through. Who knows what the location for the next one will be? It's come from Turkmenistan and it's got some extraordinary Latin name and uh, it will mean that you won't be able to go to it. On the off chance that you are still allowed to go to things, I'm be at East Grinstead on the 22nd of January and then I'm going to Hereford and some of Tewkesbury, I believe, although that may be sold out, but you know, then there's probably um, the age of my audience. I think it's worth still trying to buy a ticket because some of them won't make it till the date that I'm supposed to be there. Uh, and also my book, Who Do I Think I Am, is out now on Audible. And it's not a book book in physical form at the moment, but it is in the form in which I've read it for several hours. And all you have to do is go onto Audible and go onto a link and do a series of things that I am completely incapable of doing. But if you can get through all that, then who do I think I am? It's the story of my adoption and how I am the rightful heir to be the king of Spain. Things like that. Also, so many people have sent in marvellous little suggestions of what we should try and find out what the fuck is going on about it. For example, at Alexandra Smart says... The internet has been patchy over here in Kazakhstan, so I don't even know what's going on locally. I did see a bunch of Russian planes, though. Hopefully it's the engineers from overseas to sort out my connection. So foreign listener has web issues. Could be a story. Excellent, Alexandra Smart. Well, we can enlighten you a little bit as to what the fuck is going on in Kazakhstan, which is that Tony Blair, and maybe this is why he's been given a knighthood, he was being paid hundreds of thousands of pounds a time to advise the government of Kazakhstan. So it may well be that the heads of Kazakhstan said, I just don't know what to do. And Blair went, you know, he's, he's not averse to invading somebody. Maybe he's made out that some local area of Kazakhstan has been breeding Tyrannosaurus rexes of max destruction. And the only possible thing to do is to bomb the place. That's probably what's happening. But does the mainstream media admit to that? No. Ben Keating, a friend of the show at Ben Keats 1988, says, Why is the Pope insisting to offend every pet owner in the world that having baby rabbits is inferior to having crying, nappy, soiling little tots? Well, I think that what Ben is referring to here is the fact that the Pope has said that women who have pets rather than children are being selfish. Now, there's a number of things that are quite marvellous about this. First of all, this Pope is so immensely popular because he's such a liberal Pope, which to a certain extent is true, but he's still a Pope. And so people who think, oh, I expect this Pope will probably, well, it'll probably be so liberal, he won't really believe in God. He's probably uh, a big feminist campaigner and I expect to see him in the Gay Pride March next year in Brighton. Uh, he's not that liberal. He's still, he's still sort of slightly on the conservative end of society when it comes to social issues in that he thinks that the role of women is just to take on sperm that has been provided by God to just shovel out as many kids as possible because that's what it says somewhere in an unspecified bit of the Bible. And of course this does link with the Kazakhstan story because Tony Blair, after he stood down as Prime Minister, became a Catholic. So maybe Blair will be the next Pope. I did think when he became a Catholic, I thought, oh, pity the poor priest who has to listen to that bloody confession. Three fucking days and he's not even got as far as Iraq. Uh, 
At Stuart Birding says, does the fact that goldfish can now drive mean we can look forward to the era of the aquatic chauffeur? Now, I'll be honest, at Stuart Birding, I had to look this up and it is true. So, this is the sort of thing scientists should be doing because everything else in the world is pretty much sorted. We've got the climate under control. There haven't been any diseases or viruses for many, many years that have caused us any trouble whatsoever. So, of course, what scientists should be trying to do is find a way for goldfish to be able to drive. And it is true that they have done, I don't know, a goldfish gets in a bowl in an aquatic car. That's probably one little problem they've got to try and sort out before they can make it useful to the rest of us. Either they'll have to get the goldfish to work without water or redesign humans so we have gills. But this goldfish can drive a car. But goldfish have famously, the whole point of goldfish is it's got a memory that lasts five seconds, isn't it? So it's just going to go mirror, signal, mirror, I suppose. Next, is it? Sig mirror? Have I signalled? Where are we going? Why do they do this? If there is anything else you want us to find out what the fuck is going on with it, then please let us. I think we've cleared up all of that. Uh, but once again, the mainstream media won't bother to put those answers on BBC One on the 10 o'clock news. I blame Hugh Edwards. Now, it is impossible to know what the fuck is going on unless you listen to all sorts of different opinions. And we're very lucky to have with us someone who is the master of gently teasing out those opinions, talk show host, Mike Concrete. Right, now we've got with us uh, Patricia Mountford. Is that how you say it these days? I can't keep up. She's a librarian who's part of a scheme to encourage more women to use libraries, heaven help us. So what's your problem with men then, love? I... <laughs> I, I, I don't have a problem with men, but we do find that women have certain difficulties in accessing libraries, particularly with childcare issues. And so you want to stop men reading, is that it? Uh, um, well, well, no, we want as many people to read as possible. The benefits of reading... OK, let me put it another way. Where's your husband? He's got to go hungry, has he, while you're doing this campaign of yours? Well, my husband's very supportive of... Are there going to be any Formula One cars in this library of yours? I'm sorry? Will there, or will there not, be any Formula One cars in this library of yours? I, I don't understand what Right, we'll make it simple. Would you, or would you not, have a Red Bull 1.6 litre direct injection V6 turbocharged engine racing car in your library, yes or no? Well, no, because a Formula One car isn't a book. Yes, it is. Thanks, Treacle. That's enough of that, Harridan. Back to Greenham Common, I expect. No wonder we lost the ashes. Here's right said Fred with the city news. Now, if you are to make a really serious effort, a truly serious effort, to work out what the fuck is going on, you need to get a breadth of viewpoints across the generations. And that's why some years ago, I bred someone that would be able to help me in that endeavour. Elliot Steele, how are you today? Hello. I'm very well, thank you. And full of enthusiasm. And you did about 15 different martial arts classes yesterday, I think. Uh, well, I went to Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai. Right. 
Do you forget sometimes which one's which and kick someone in the wrong direction and get disqualified and have to go and sit in a hill in Tibet? That's a, that's a very racist view of what martial arts is. <laughs> now, what are young people talking about at the moment? Uh, we're all trying to overthrow our generation's Margaret Thatcher, Molly May. Right. Okay. And what's she done? Well, so do you know who Molly May is? No. So do you know Tommy Fury? No. Do you know Love Island? Yes. All right. Do you know Tyson Fury? Yes. Yes. I'm very familiar with Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury has a brother called Tommy Fury. Oh, right. Yes. And he was on Love Island. He was on Love Island. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've heard you talk about this now. Yeah. I'll yeah. This, yeah. And he ended up with Molly May on the show. Now, whenever someone comes off Love Island, they get a deal with a clothing brand like Boohoo or Pretty Little Thing or something like that. Right. And basically what these companies do is near enough slave labor to make the clothes and then pay like an influencer, someone like Molly May, like 500, 600,000 pounds oh. to be like an ambassador or, or like a made up job on the company. Right. So this is if you want a product that you sell on YouTube. No, like if you were selling something on Instagram, it's a very big brand, pretty little thing. It's like right. it's like what girls who drink at like an all-bar one would wear or something. Like, do you know okay. what I mean? Right. Like really kind of like basic bitch stuff, which is kind of what they they sell on. But there's a lot of basic bitches out there, so that's why they, they do well. Okay. Should I be fine with this phrase? It's a, it's a phrase. It's a term, basic bitch. It's not, is it's it? not like, yeah. It's... Okay. I don't suddenly find that I've got 8 million people on a petition calling for me to be deported. <laughs> well, no, but that, that'd be for okay. something else. I All right, then, that'd... basic bitch, yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. But that, that's, that's a genuine phrase. I'm really not uh... in my comfort zone here. Yes, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm quite proud that I can turn YouTube on. I don't know who the influencers are. I think it's a YouTube... not, She's not even on YouTube. What the fuck are you on about, YouTube? <laughs> I thought, uh, YouTube for me, a YouTube influencer is someone who can come round and she's not turn on it YouTube. on for me. <laughs> <laughs> I never mentioned YouTube. Oh, you said Why she would was you an think influencer. On... Yeah, but they're, they're like on Instagram and things like that. They can be on YouTube, but she's not. She's not. She's not. She's not uh, YouTube. Oh right, she's an Instagram influencer. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. And she then did this podcast. Oh right, yes. Where. The guy on it who was doing the podcast, I don't know, but I think should also... Stephen probably... someone from the Dragon's Den. Is that who it was? I think so, yeah. Okay, uh, well, good that we have a name, because I, I'd quite like it if, if something was thrown at him at some point. Okay. Uh, she basically went on this podcast and did that sort of classic Tory thing of going like, oh, we've all got 24 hours in a day, so, yes. you know, I, I just work hard, and that's why where I am, and a lot of people aren't where they are, because they don't work hard. And it's like, well, no, you moron. You, not to say she doesn't put effort in or anything, but that's not why someone who's working two jobs to pay off a credit card debt isn't the head of a clothing brand. That's not how it works. People are extremely unlucky in circumstance through no fault of their own. What did she do to become head of the clothing brand? She got railed on Love Island. Right. By Tommy Fury. Right, and that's what... So she's... Because she said, I've worked my arse off, didn't she, on this podcast? Well, she, technically, she kind of did if you watched the episode. <laughs> so, so let's leave her alone, then. That's this week with me. Yes, it's fair enough. Leave Molly alone. Yeah, yeah she's, just, she's, she's an idiot. It's not her fault, but she's an idiot. Yeah. 
she she goes out with an idiot. It's the problem with my generation is there's this whole like idea of hustle culture, and it's basically like you need to be grinding all the time. You shouldn't be sleeping. You should be doing this. Yeah. Like you should be making incomes from your hobbies, and it's just another sort of old conservative thought repackaged in the idea that if you haven't got stuff in life, it's not because there's a system where like, let's be honest, we're watching the American empire collapse at the mid- We're in the middle of an empire collapsing. The planet is about to melt. But if you haven't got what you want, it's not the fault of those things. It's because you didn't try hard enough, which is a really silly, silly rhetoric. But that Stephen guy on the, on the thingy, uh, he was like, oh my God, that's so true. And it's like, <laughs> no, it isn't, you fucking idiot. If you're going to have a podcast and someone comes on and is a fucking idiot, she's allowed to be a fucking idiot, but you're even worse for allowing her to be a fucking idiot on your podcast. You should go, that's that. I see what you're trying to say, but that's not quite true. There's socioeconomic factors in this as someone who owns a business, I know this. But he's clearly a fucking idiot as well. So he should be getting more flack, in my opinion. And thank you very much. That was Thought for Today on Radio 4 with Elliot Steele, vicar at St. Joseph's in Petersfield in Hampshire. <laughs> thank you very much, Elliot Steele. What the fuck is going on? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked it, please subscribe, rate it, and if you can be bothered, write a review. And if you can't be bothered, as you know by now, Definitely write a review. There are so many reviews up there already from people that can't be bothered to write them. And if there's anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod and we will do our best to look at all the messages that you sent. We'll do so well that we absolutely promise we will look at them. What the fuck is going on was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests Rosie Holt and Elliot Steele. Voices by Sarah Alexander and Pete Sinclair. Written by Mark Steele, James Serafinovich and Pete Sinclair. Music by Willie Dowling. It was produced and edited by Scott and Matt at Podmonkey. What the fuck is going on is a co-production between Podmonkey and Consec Industries.